0: Good morning guys. Good morning. Oh wow, you guys still tired from camp? No? No? With all that candy you guys ate last week? I'm surprised you're not. So, um, I got to go a couple years ago to Haiti on a faith adventure. I know we're kind of like going along with the theme of Uganda. So, um, I went with a group of high school and college-age kids, and we got to go to um, three different orphanages, and we got to serve there. Um, this was my first mission trip ever. Um, I'd never been out of the country. I've never served on a giant serving trip, so it was kind of like really freaky for me. I was super, super nervous. And um, I also, um, funny thing, uh, it was the week, it was the last week of VBS, so I know you guys know the VBS after parties are like super crazy, and we get wet, and we play games, and it's super fun. Yeah, so directly after that, I had to get on a plane, we flew for eight hours, and then I get on a bus, and we drove for like six more hours, so I was tired, and I was kind of a little wet from our water wars, and it was just like kind of crazy, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, oh, this is not going to be a good trip, I'm already so tired, God, why are you putting me on this? And what, like, I didn't know was God was already working in that tiredness and that um, just exhaustion. And he was was trying to teach me, like, I have so much more for you, so tune in. Kind of just like that. And so, like I said, we went around to three different orphanages. We put on a mini VBS, so it was kind of like an extension of our after parties. We did a puppet show for the kids. It was David and Goliath. I know you guys are all familiar with that story. And we also did crafts, we did bracelets, we did coloring, and we also did, like, soccer games and just other rec games. It was super, super fun. And so because this was my first serve trip, I didn't really know what to expect. And I had so many people telling me, like, oh, like, I can't believe you're going to Haiti. Like, how cool is that? You're going to go and you're going to serve the people there they have nothing and you're gonna give them attention and you're gonna give them love. So in my mind, I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna pour out to these people that don't have anything. But what I didn't expect for the amount of love that I poured out to these kids, they returned it 10 times. It was so cool to see their love for Jesus and their love for other people when they really didn't have anything. And so one of the things that we did there was this thing called street evangelism. So around these orphanages, we went to the houses around there, and we got to go and knock on the door. Oh, yeah, that was a picture from one of the orphanages. That was my man. Um, He was super cute. He, like, was my buddy the whole time. He held my hand when we walked to the different houses. And so we go to the next picture. Anyone? Yep, cool. So we got to go around to these houses and we got to pray for all these people in the houses and we got to ask them like, what do you need prayer for? What do you wanna talk about? And what was really cool is that like, despite them having like essentially nothing, they asked for prayer for like other people, like their family and their neighbors. And it was really cool seeing like such joy that these people have and such love when I was coming in thinking like, oh, they have nothing. And so it was really cool that God, being there, God radically changed what I believed service was. And so this weekend we're gonna be in John. So if you guys don't have your Bibles, why don't you guys go ahead and grab them, grab your notepads and your pens. And you guys flip to John 13 verse one Yell out the page number when you get there. I think it's in like the thousands and something. What? I think you're right. Do you? It's 1062, so I'll give you another second. So we're going go to go into a little context before we dive in. This chapter and all um, a few of these chapters leading up, um, this is the night before Jesus. Um, this is last night with his disciples. So this is the night before he was arrested. This was the night before that he was betrayed. And this was the night before um, his crucifixion. Like how crazy is it that in... We'll read it in a little bit, but in this chapter, Jesus stays with his disciple, even though he knows that it's his last night here on earth, and he chooses to serve his disciples. Like, I don't know about you guys, but if it was my last night, I'm going to be going and getting some, like, really good food, getting the biggest ice cream that I could, because, like, I mean, if it's your last night, calories don't count. And I would be spending it with, like, my family or people that I love, but Jesus chose doing like selfish things, but Jesus chose to serve his disciples, his friends. So they're at the Passover meal and the Passover is kind of something that just celebrates, um, celebrates the, uh, what is it? Israel's release from Egypt, sorry. So let's go ahead and read verse one. Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had given him, the, had given him authority over everything, that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. When Jesus came back to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, "'Lord, are you going to wash my feet?' Jesus replied, "'You don't understand now what I'm doing, "'but someday you will.'" "'No,' Peter protested, "'you will never, ever wash my feet.'" And Jesus replied, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. So back in the time of Jesus, they did this thing called foot washing. And that was the job of like the lowest slave ever. So if there was like a new slave in the household, the slave above him was kind of like, yes, like I don't have to wash feet anymore. Because back then, they didn't have cars, they didn't have planes, they didn't have like anything. So they had to walk around. And they also didn't have shoes. So I know that we have like cool like vans or like Nikes, but they walked around with sandals and these sandals didn't really cover the feet very well. So your feet got really, really dirty. And I mean, I don't know about you, but I, don't, I wouldn't wanna clean dirty feet, like that's gross. So it was the job of the lowest station. And that's why Peter was like, no, you will never ever wash my feet, because Jesus, what he was doing is he was bringing his station lower than Peter. Peter saw Jesus as his Lord, but Jesus was lowering his title of Lord essentially back down to the title of a slave. And that's what's like so crazy about this, is that this foot washing thing is like a power thing. If you're washing someone else's feet, And back then in that society, they're higher than you. They are of more importance than you. So he was breaking, like, all these social norms. But now if we look at this from the different perspective, so if we, like, change it, how Peter is thinking, like, Peter's watching Jesus, and he's thinking, like, I'm not worthy of God washing my feet. Like, I am not above the Lord. But what Jesus is doing in this is he's saying, no, we're equals, I'm here to serve you. And if we flip it, just to like think of the situation, it's kind of like if we see, let's see, who's a like super big athlete or whatever, Mike Trout. We'll go with baseball because I watched the Angels game last night. So if Mike Trout finished the game, he hit like two home runs in a row last night if he if you saw him after the game cleaning up trash and picking up all the popcorn how do you think the concession stand people would feel they would probably be like what are you doing like this isn't your job why are you helping us that's kind of like how peter felt like what are you doing why are you lowering who you are to serve me so let's keep reading verse 9 Simon Peter exclaimed, then wash my hands and head as well, Lord, not just my feet. And Jesus replied, a person who has bathed all over does not need to wash except for the feet to be entirely clean. And you disciples are clean, but not all of you, for Jesus knew who would betray him. That was what he meant when he said, not all of you are clean. So sometimes we're called to do things that we're not necessarily comfortable with. And sometimes there are things that we, like, really don't want to do. But what's awesome that you see here is that Jesus is calling you to, to step out of that comfort zone and be bold in your service to others. So when I was going through... Um, all of my experiences for this mission trip. A big thing that you do when you go on a mission trip is you have to fundraise. It's it's expensive. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I had to raise a little over two thousand dollars to go to Haiti. And a thing about me, um, I don't like asking people for money. I'm a kind of person that just I'm very independent. I do it myself. So in my mind, I was like, okay, what kind of jobs do I have to do? Like, how many people can I babysit for? Maybe I'll go in the backyard and, like, pick up my dog's poop, and maybe my mom will give me some money for that. But through the, in the midst of that, what Jesus was teaching me is that other people want to serve me by helping me get to where I need to go. Through their donations and through their um, generous, like, amounts of money that they were giving me, that was their way of serving me. So I had to go, and I had to look into myself, and think like they, that's their way of serving me. So let's see, you can't experience the fullness, oh, go back, there we go. You can't experience the fullness of God's grace and love on you imbra- unless you embrace all sides of service. So we see in the, the section, if we go back, verses, one more, these, 9 through 11, that Judas, or or not Judas, Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him, yet he chose to serve him anyway. Peter resisted Jesus' foot washing, yet he looked upon himself and was like, okay, Jesus is here to serve me, I have to allow that. So in this, we see that we are called to serve others just as others are called to serve us. So it's a kind of like a two-way street. We have to have both in order to experience the fullness of God's grace and love. Okay, now we can go that. Perfect. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, "'Do you understand what I was doing? "'You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. "'And since I, your Lord and teacher—' have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow, do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. So in all of this, we see that no person is greater than the other. Jesus is laying equality on the playing field. I'm not more important than you. You're not more important than me. My boss is not more important than me. You see, when we go and serve on these trips, we go in with the mindset that we're serving them because they have nothing. So I have more to give to them. But in reality, they have just as much to give to us, but it's always in ways that we never expect it. So on this trip, my, my viewpoint of service was just radically changed. I loved being in Haiti and I didn't wanna leave at all because it was just such so much love that I was experiencing and it's just a love that you don't experience anywhere else. And it's something that you can only take in if you are open to it. So. <coughs> sorry, excuse me. So now I'm going to challenge you. So what does what do you think that this looks like for your life? What does serving others look for y- look like for you? What does maybe serving in your school or even serving your friends? Eighth graders if you guys feel the call like I did, I really encourage you to step into that boldness and just take a leap of faith. Maybe you're thinking, oh, I don't know, like, if God's calling me into this, but even if you have, like, a tiny little, just like a tiny little inkling, I'd I'd encourage you to go. There's someone will be passing these out to you in a second. Uganda ones, if you guys don't have them. I don't know where Jackalus is. So there's information, go ahead and sign up. If you don't know, I'd encourage you to talk to someone. It starts little, even if it's just with your friends. So I'm going to pray over you guys, and then we'll be dismissed. There is baptism story night tonight, just before I pray, there's baptism story night, you guys, at five. I'd encourage you to come and listen to all the awesome stories of everyone from camp and also be there to support your elder brothers and sisters in Christ that's taking that giant next step. Baptisms are huge, you guys. They're freaking awesome. So I really encourage you to be there. So if you guys would bow your heads and pray with me. Lord, um, I pray, I thank you for um, just giving us an area that we can learn your word, God, and um, dance, and just shout your name in joy. Lord, I pray that if any of these students here are um, just feeling nervous about just service in general, God, I pray that you bless them with boldness, um, and I pray that you just be with them as they navigate through the week, and in your name I pray. Amen. Oh, don't forget to grab your little devotional things. They're super important, and they're really cool. Justin worked really hard on that.